The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's always a pleasure to welcome Josh Rogan to the show. Uh, Josh is a global opinions columnist for the Washington Post, uh, came across a a piece he wrote recently about China's military expansion that I thought was just a, a home run and is not getting nearly enough uh, conversation. But Josh joins us now. How are you, Josh? Uh, great, guys. Listen, if the rapture happened, I'd rather be down here with you guys. It's going to be a lot more fun. I there you go. That, yeah, I, I wasn't going to you know, put too fine a point on it, but you appear to still be here. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, experts have had concerns about my soul for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Josh, it's, it's all... Yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's always great to talk to you. Uh, loved your piece in the Post, as I mentioned. Uh, tell us about China's military expansion. How uh, notable is it? Right. Well, I had a travel nightmare of my own getting back and forth to Singapore last weekend. If you think it's bad, if you think the domestic flights are bad, wait till you try to catch your forty-minute layover in Munich, and then you find out the entire flight is well, that's Oof. that was like Saigon. Okay, and it was a it, it was a disaster. But eventually, I did make it to Singapore for this conference called the Shangri La Dialogue. They have it every year, except they didn't have it during the pandemic. So this is the first time in a few years all of these diplomats and generals and admirals from all these countries all over Asia got together. The Chinese People's Liberation Army leaders were there. They were meeting with our defense secretary. It was a big, big effing deal. Okay, and after spending three days from there, I came back pretty scared. Okay. Pretty worried, very concerned, because the level of Chinese uh, government aggression, military expansion, coercion uh, in the region has gone way up since the last time I was in Asia in three years, according to everybody in Asia. Okay, and they'll all tell you the exact same thing. And the Chinese military is happy to tell you the same thing, which is that they're expanding and they're being more threatening and more coercive. And they're looking at Taiwan and they see lunch. Okay, and they're going to try it if they can, if they get to the level where they think they can get away with it. They're going to attack Taiwan and subject those 
poor people, 23 million people who have been living in freedom since 1959 or whatever, to the worst cruelty you can imagine. Mm. And so that's why I wrote the column. It's like, we better wake up to that. And I get that, you know, there's stuff happening in Ukraine and the Middle East. The world's a complicated place. But this is a thing that's going to happen sooner or later. We better start preparing for it now. That's my warning. Yeah, I remember when we were talking to you about this around Hong Kong, and it was a similar sort of conversation. This looks like it's going to happen, and then it happened, and it has happened, and it's over, and Hong Kong is part of China, and we don't want the same thing to happen here. Right. I mean, you could even say, well, Hong Kong was actually a a Chinese city, so maybe we we didn't have any right to stop them, but I thought we should have stopped them, and we didn't, and those 8 million people's lives are much worse. They used to breathe the air of freedom, and now they're not allowed. If they go into the town square and say the wrong thing, they'll disappear, and their whole family will disappear just like that. It's now gone from being a free society to a fear society, and I can't remember that really happening on that scale in my lifetime. It's pretty shocking, and I know a lot of the People who escaped, who fled Hong Kong, their lives are ruined, not to mention the people that are in prison. Do we really want to see that for Taiwan? And the Chinese say, oh, well, that's our country. That's our, that's our province. Taiwan belongs to us. But I've been there, okay? And there's, those 23 million people don't agree with that. They don't, think, they don't want to be part of China. They don't want to you know, be governed by the Chinese Communist Party. They like their democracy. And we did make a promise to help them defend it. And if you looked at Hong Kong, you would have to think that that promise is losing its credibility. And what I argue in my column is that we're also losing credibility because the Chinese military expansion is not being met with a proper response. So, you know, if there's one thing we should have learned from this whole Ukraine mess is that the only way to deter these aggressive totalitarian dictatorships from scooping up democracies is to make sure that they know they can't get away with it by putting an opposing force on the other side. That's not a perfect solution. You know, we should also have diplomacy and economics and all that stuff. But... If they get too powerful, if they think they can just swallow up Hong Kong in a day or two, uh, they're going to try it. I think they're going to try it, and I think we're going to regret it. By the way, we have a link to Josh's column at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. But, Josh, uh, what are American military officials saying about the Chinese buildup, and how does it square with reality? Right. And, again, you know, I get it. Like, you know, there's a you could over overreact, right? And you don't want to spend every cent in our treasury on military stuff. It's not a good idea. But I interviewed the top commander of the U.S. Indo-PACOM, Indo-Pacific Command, this guy named Admiral Aquilino, serious guy, okay, four-star admiral. He's got to manage all of this stuff. And he said he's watching the largest military buildup in history on the Chinese side. Nuclear silos by the hundreds. Why are they doing that? Are they going to nuke us? No, they're trying to Make sure that they can blackmail us if we try to get in the middle of them in Taiwan. Then they've got hypersonic missiles. Then they've got anti-satellite lasers. Then they're building new bases all over the region without telling anybody. Secret Chinese military bases all over Asia. Does that sound like a really good development? So all he's saying is like, hey, guys, you know, you, if you really want to stop this, you, we better start now because... You know, it's only going to be a few years. We won't say exactly how many, but some people say 2027. That's probably the deadline when Xi Jinping is going to make a run at this thing. And if we wait till then to start to think about it, uh, we're going to lose. Man, this is some serious world history making stuff. These are some major decisions that are or aren't being made. Yeah, I mean, we're sleepwalking past the graveyard here. It's like, you know, we're always reacting to these crises when it's too late. Like, imagine if we, I get it, like, you know, people were 
wary about arming Ukraine. But imagine if we had armed them sooner. Maybe a lot of less people would have died right now. It would have cost less, by the way. You know, if you wait for the crisis to come, it's going to cost more. Right? This is an insurance down payment to give the Taiwanese, for just for one example, enough weapons to defend themselves. They're going to need some stingers and toes and all this stuff. And we're going to have to make it and sell it to them or give it to them or something. And all you hear out of sort of the Biden administration is like, oh, yeah, we're going to pivot to Asia. It's going to be beautiful. But then the stuff never really arrives because they're too busy putting out fires on the other side of the world. So we got to walk and chew gum on this thing. Okay, we can't just be leaders in Europe and not Asia. We're going to have to be a global superpower with global responsibilities. And it's not going to be I'm sorry to say it's not going to be cheap. I wish it were going to be cheap, but. It's going to be much more expensive if we let the dictatorships expand, because then we're going to have to deal with them when they're much more powerful. Josh Rogan of the WAPO is on the line. Josh, what's the state of uh, the free navigation of waters, say, in the South China Sea with those those, uh, brand new military bases, et cetera? How belligerent are the Chinese getting? They're getting more and more belligerent every day as they expand, you know. And right now, you know, you have a, a U.S. policy where we just, okay, we're going to agree to disagree. We're going to sail where we want, and they're going to yell and scream about it. But at some point, they're going to start to escalate this. They're going to start bumping into our boats. They're already bumping into our planes. They're trying to like shoot down Australian spy planes with lasers. They're doing a lot of really aggressive stuff. And what they're doing is they're testing us. And the more aggressive they get, they see if they can go a little bit further, a little bit further, and see what our response is. And so that's why we have to respond, unfortunately, because if we don't respond, they just get worse. They get more aggressive. So, you know, that's a a really big problem, but it's not getting any better. And this, again, sort of go to the region, talk to all the people in all these different countries. Uh, That's what they're saying. They're saying this is going to get worse before it gets better, and we can't ignore it anymore. Yeah, well, the history of the world, as we all know, is... Hitler takes Poland, he doesn't stop there. Putin takes Crimea, he doesn't stop there. And there's no reason to think that the end game is Taiwan. And even if they, you know, we allowed that to happen, that that's the end, there, there, there's nobody believes that, do they? Well, some people do. I mean, there are, there, there are people both on the left and the right, as you know, who think we should just, like, pull up the, the, the drawbridge, uh, you know, build a huge missile defense for our country and tell the rest of the world to go screw itself. And that will be fine, you know, and I hear that a lot, and I get that. People are tired of military interventionism. It's very expensive. It's hard to balance against the things that we need to do at home. Those are all real concerns, but we should have learned in the 20th century that eventually if you ignore the aggressive, expansionist, totalitarian, militaristic dictatorships, they'll come knocking at your door. It just It's just a matter of time, and either, you know, the free world is expanding or it's contracting. It never stays static. Mm. So the more that they advance, the, the worst position that we're in. So uh, unfortunately, freedom isn't free. And unfortunately, the work of, you know, fighting thugs and di- dictators and just madmen like Putin are willing to kill millions of people for no reason, that work is not over. You know, so we're going to have to do it because if we don't do it, nobody else will. Yeah, boy, and if I'm in some western Japanese island or the Philippines or something like that, I'm I'm not content to think, yeah, China will halt its expansion after Taiwan, not for a second. Josh Rogan, global opinions columnist with the Washington Post. He's the author of a terrific book, Chaos Under Heaven, Trump, Xi, and the Battle for the 21st Century. You working on anything right now, Josh? Bookwise? Uh, we're all looking at the president's trip to uh, the Middle East, where he's going to 
uh, taking a kowtow to the Saudi clown prince Mohammed bin Salman. That seems to be the next big foreign policy story. Uh, you know, it's it, it's sort of like the administration has been talking about human rights, but they don't walk the walk. And now we're going to everyone's going to see it on national TV when uh, the president of the United States goes hat in hand to beg for oil from a dictator. And that's going to be a, a pretty demoralizing moment mm-hmm. in U.S. foreign policy as far as I'm concerned. Josh Rogan, Global Opinions Columnist with The Washington Post. Josh, always a pleasure, always enlightening. Thanks a bunch for the time. Many times. Yeah, smart guy, interesting to talk to. And yep. in, in none of that hyperbole or an exaggeration or this is some high-stake stuff. And then you've got the, the complicated, you know, would never pretend that these are easy decisions because there's two ways to look at it. There's the um, uh, great empires have collapsed because they got overextended. Roman Empire, Soviet Union, whatever, getting involved in various places around the world overextending. Okay, you could go with that narrative. Or you can go with the the one I laid out, the letting a Hitler take Poland and Putin take Crimea or whatever, and they don't stop, and then you end up uh, facing them when they're bigger and more powerful. Which is it? I don't know. I think it's the latter. Well, you have a superpower that has openly declared its hostility to the United States, arming itself as fast as it can. I mean, you need not have a Ph.D. in international relations to realize yeah. we got to pay attention to that. Yeah, as a lot of people have pointed out, they're not hiding their ambitions to become the global hyperpower at all. And we're right. either going to try to stop them or not. Armstrong and Getty. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.